Next week, we are going to be doing something a little bit different on Y'all Heard. We are going to sort of be doing a Y'all Heard of the Goop Show, Episode 3. If you want to enjoy the episode of the podcast a little bit more, you might want to watch that episode of the show as well so that you're a little bit more informed. It is 36 minutes, there is nudity in it, and there's a whole lot of sex stuff, but they don't want you to be ashamed. So give it a shot if you would like, and if not... On Patreon, you can sign up and get access to our recap of the movies Butt Boy and Swallow. Thanks for tuning in, guys. <laughs> y'all heard? One, two, three. Hey, hey everybody. everybody. This is Y'all Heard, a podcast where me, Marissa Phillips, and me, P. Phillips, are not related. And we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. Oh, that's so funny, P. Which we haven't said in a while. <laughs> I thought I say that all the time. We don't say it? No, Did in the past, uh, past few episodes, I think you're so underwhelmed by the thing that I say. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I just Do you hear I'd... that car revving in the background? No. I don't think I can handle living in the city much longer because I hate everyone. <laughs> You know what? That Let's just pretend I said, how are you? I am so full of rage at everyone. Guys, I'm becoming a monster. Honestly, if I could call the cops on, like, everyone, I would. <laughs> which is not in line with my, like, liberalism and open-mindedness. But anything anyone does that does not follow the rules, I feel like is a personal affront to me. And I feel like they're wildly selfish and I hate them so much that it ruins my day. I went grocery shopping, and I had a mask on when I was in the store. But like, yeah. I feel like I get so hot when I have these masks on. So I took the mask off, and not a lot of activity in my building. So I got into the elevator, I hit the button, and it stopped at the first floor. And then two people were standing out there, and they both had masks on. And I didn't have a mask on at this point. Oh, man. And I'm like, I'm holding my groceries... So both of my hands are full, and I'm just like, I don't, I don't know what you people want from me. <laughs> did they get on the elevator with you? Because yeah. in my elevator, in my wait, you said yeah. Yeah, they did. So there are two things I'll say to that. One is my apartment has a policy that I think most apartments should have, unless it's like a gigantic apartment with one elevator that you're not supposed to get on the elevator with any people from a different unit. So like, let's say two people live in your unit, that's fine, but you're not supposed to. There shouldn't be two units on the elevator at one time. But I will say, uh, Pete is like my, my my dearest human for life. Like, you're my dearest friend. But if I didn't know you and I was those people, I would be like, fuck this clown. <laughs> like, <laughs> but fuck I'm also like, I'm also like, let's play the odds, guys. There's two of you. There's one of me. Both of you guys, <laughs> both of you guys have masks on and I don't have masks on. Yeah. Aren't we okay? Well, yeah, and I would also be like, why does he have a mask? It's not on his face. But again, <laughs> I I understand. That's the thing. That's the thing. My father very sensibly was like, I understand where you're coming from. But there could be so many reasons why they don't have that mask on at that time. Like, either they forgot to put it back on. Maybe they don't own a mask. He's like, maybe they had coronavirus and it's over the period. And I'm like, that that doesn't justify it. That no. one I won't give you. <laughs> and I won't give you that one, Dad. He's like, you should just think that there are so many reasons. And I was like, none of them are justifiable to me. But the fact that I have a friend that I respect very much that gives me reasons why he doesn't wear a mask doesn't make it okay. But I should at least realize that people maybe have reasons that I don't understand. But it still fills me with rage. And it's a rage I need to talk to my therapist about. Every single time I go out to get groceries, like... I've never been on the elevator with somebody on the way back, and it just happened this time, and I was oh, like... Also, droplets are supposed to stay in the air for a prolonged period of time, so just being on the elevator without a mask on makes more of your droplets stay on the elevator. I, I know, you're like laughing. Speaking of what? droplets, in researching for today's episode, I found one article that was like, yeah, keep wearing your mask, but don't forget about your eyes, shithead. Exactly! I wear glasses! <laughs> I, wear, I don't have goggles, but I wear glasses everywhere. My boyfriend, who's a doctor, laughed at me because we went to pick up food and I was wearing glasses. And I was like, you're a doctor. You know people should know you have to shield your eyes when you do doctor things. 
And he still laughed at me, but he was mostly laughing because my eyes were fogging. And I was like, just mm-hmm. whatever. But, yeah, guys, I'm, whoa, yeah, Pete hit the nail on the dot. Nope. It, <laughs> whatever. You know the dot of the nail. Head. Head the nail of the head. I, when I go pick up my mail or my groceries or anything, I wear a face mask and glasses, bitch. Because... That makes no sense. Like, you think, like, a sneeze can't get droplets in your eye? Just, As just someone, a heads up for you guys listening. If you're tired of this, you should probably just skip this episode. To end my rant, my fucking fury should not come as that much as a surprise. You might be like, oh, you're a little neurotic. You know what? I care about duty particles. So, one, I won't flush the toilet with the seat up because then duty particles will go on my toothbrush. And every uh, single time I flush the toilet with the seat up, I think of you. <laughs> yeah, good. You're good. You should. Like, guys, there are duty particles everywhere. There are duty particles on the seat in movie theaters. Every time you fart, duty particles are expelled from your butt. And, yes, underwear and pants shielded to a degree, but, quote, to a degree. So you know what? Think about duty particles and think about coronavirus particles. Anyway. Me? I mean, this morning I woke up and uh, it was it was a beautiful day outside. So I thought I'm going to go outside and, you know, like find as many people as I can to hang out with. Um, what? So that's what I did today. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, I went on a solo walk. I encountered one man who like looked at me very suspiciously. Well, you were, why? And I just crossed the street. I didn't have a mask on. And he had a mask on. He's got a mask on and he's just walking by himself down the street. And I'm like, that's your right, man. But I don't feel like I'm close enough to anybody to be in a problem situation. Marissa, we will talk about this. Please don't yell at me yet. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know, I, and I had a mask in my, in my pocket in case I did encounter people. Um... But I didn't get close enough to this guy. He was just, like, eyeing me from, like, 20 feet away. And I'm like, fine. I, I will dude. say that not having a mask with taking a solo walk far from everyone, I, I am on the fence. I'm torn. Today I saw a few of those, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, you know what? But you're keeping your distance. I appreciate that. Weirdly, there was someone without a mask being very cautious Then someone with a mask up his ass. If there were cars, he would have been fucking just, like, bumper to bumper for no reason and yeah the other day i was totally far from everyone wearing a mask and i was like what no one's here <laughs> so i pulled it off a little bit but that but yeah i'm torn i'm kind of just like we should all get in the practice of having masks on all the time but then yeah i, I kind of yeah i don't know i feel like if i wasn't best friends with pete i would have a very a very conflicted relationship with him <laughs> because yeah so then I came back from my walk and oh, I rearranged okay. my bedroom. And I'm sorry, I forgot that I cut you off. My bad. And uh, that was what I accomplished today. Okay, that's very good. Yay, so so do you have any ideas for an icebreaker, Marissa? No, talk a little longer. Now, uh, now she wants. Now she's not cutting me off, huh, guys? I forgot to cut you off. <laughs> I talked so long in the cutoff. I also I made a... I had cut off. Um, blueberry and clementine, like, crumble? It wasn't really like a pie because there was no a crust. A clementine crumble? Right. Not a what good idea. Fuck? I thought it was going to be good. <laughs> They're full of water and shit. The um, fuck? And they have all that gross, pulpy shit around them. That's not the problem. The problem is actually the flavor. Like, that's a really tart, maybe, flavor. Uh, that combines with the sweetness of the blueberries, and it's just not, it just doesn't feel right. Well, I thought you it would. The... I've oh. seen orange, like orange cranberry, or I'm sorry, blue orange blueberry, like jam and stuff like that. So I was like, ah, this should be okay. But I had I enough guess... blueberries that I wanted to make. I had, a, I was scrolling through my own pictures, and I saw a picture of a blueberry pie, and I was like, I gotta, I gotta eat one of those. And I had blueberries in the freezer, so. Uh, but I didn't have enough blueberries to actually fill the whole thing, so I just took oh, boom. two clementines and shoved them in there. I thought it might help. I guess uh, for future reference, when it comes to crumbles, you should only put ingredients that you've seen put in pies. No one makes a clementine pie. Yes, in fact, they do. Um, 
but they are often like a clementine meringue pie or a clementine tart where they liquefy the clementines and then put that into the pie so yes that makes sense yeah thanks. like yeah you can make an orange orange marmalade pie i need a marmalade pie yeah i know you I wanna, would yeah you know what sh- Sicko. <laughs> shit all this time you're talking i was <laughs> so you can't help but listen okay oh, i have one icebreaker you have you're gonna make this is this is a, a true to life one because I was thinking about it. I want to make a custom hat like a like one of those Snapcat Snapcat. What the fuck is wrong with me? Snapback hats or like a dad hat, you know? Yeah. You're gonna make a custom hat. What does it say? It says y'all heard. Ah, okay, fine. Okay, <laughs> that was too easy. Okay, that was a cheap answer. Give me another answer. <laughs> I'm not really a hat guy, so I don't... It had to be something good, you know? I don't want to just throw anything on a hat. Fine, I'm t-shirt. Fine, Going you know above and beyond to wear the hat, so... T-shirt. It gets to be a t-shirt, then. Nah, I'm, I'm not going to be helpful with a t-shirt, because I got too many ideas at bad times. Well, give and us one. I really want to stress that when we do the icebreakers, it's always in a situation where we're on the spot. So, always go a little easy on us. You can also yeah. give us icebreakers. Mike Dominic's idea was that everyone show up to the party with an icebreaker idea. I like that. Mm-hmm. Or that everyone show up to the show with an icebreaker idea. Something about the way he worded the text, I was confused about what he meant, but I like the part where it's everyone thinking of icebreakers. Yeah, because as evidenced by this one, it's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not easy. That's why I made this an icebreaker, because I couldn't think of ooh, one. Oh, oh, oh. I'm going to take a spin. Okay. A, 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 yeah, I said hit the nail on the dot. Put a spin. Put a spin on the icebreaker, and I'm going to make it a quarantine hat, and it's going to say, if you can read this, you're too close. Yeah, you're too <laughs> Oh, that's gross. I like it. <laughs> Wait, so I need to make a quarantine-themed hat? Well, no, I, I mean, I needed to sort of like, uh, what do you call it? filter it down okay because if it was a quarantine hat for me it would be like i hate you fuckers (laughs) yeah that that guy's duty particles that's it it just says duty particles exclamation point (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i was trying to think of a hat because okay i don't i was gonna buy a hat that someone made but then it was like way too much money I forgot what it was. They had one. It was like a tombstone that said there better be dogs. There was one that said punk is is dad or or something. That did, I don't understand. Or dad is punk. I don't understand I what thinking, it meant. I was trying to think of dad things, but all I yeah, so I was gonna, was dad golf. I was, oh my god, <laughs> fuck! You might have won. Okay, <laughs> so I was just gonna make one that said number one dad, but then I was like, oh, it's like too simple. And then I was going to have one to say dad, but technically the kind of hat is a dad hat. And I was like, oh, it just seems like I'm like doing a play on dad hat. Then I was like, let me just do something that doesn't make any sense. And I was going to do hashtag 17 minnows. But then it sounds like that's a band name. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but then I was like, well, then people are going to be like, what does that mean? And I just want to be like, People are going to be like, that's your password for things. <laughs> I was like, oh, hey, I don't want everyone to be like, what does that mean? Like, asking me why my hat's in 17 minnows. Oh, God. Then there was something else I was going to say. Then now I forgot what it was. Poop. Ask me about my duty particle. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, honestly, I could, oh, I want to travel the world preaching about duty particles and how people are not being careful enough. And, and coronavirus can go through fecal matter. So, guys, do, don't do any of that, oh, I'm going to fart in your face stuff, because you could be spreading coronavirus. Uh, I don't know that it could be passed through that small of a particle, but why not? If it, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, so dad golf is at least on the list of things I'll consider putting on the hat. Oh, my God. 
Also, this is unrelated, but before we go into the topic, I just, my brother, I just want to tell you what a, what a beautiful, a beautiful life he lives shielded from horrible things. Uh, we, coincidentally, I follow on social media uh, this girl who's an influencer, and she has this really cool house. Uh, and my brother was watching, like, awesome interiors or some show or amazing interiors from show on Netflix. And he was like, Oh, I saw this girl that I think you'd like. And I'm like, Oh, I actually, we didn't realize we were talking about the same person. I was like, Oh, I actually follow this influencer, uh, who has a house similar to that. And he's like, did you say influencer? And I was like, yeah. He's like, what does that mean? And I was like, Oh wow. Letho. Wow. Letho's my brother. In case I didn't mention that already. Yeah. I was like, it's just like a person who has like a, a job on the internet, but you don't really know what it is. <laughs> and he was just like, I was I watching a new show on Netflix, and they actually were like, "I'm an influencer." And somebody was like, "What does that mean?" And they were like, "People pay me to promote their stuff." <laughs> yeah, he was like, "They just pay them to influence people." I was like, "Yeah," and they do mm-hmm. stuff, but you never really know what. And he was just like, "Never heard of that." And I was like, "Wow." It's weird wish, marketing. I wish that was Situation. my life. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. If you have any idea of what I should put on the hat, slide into my DMs. I'm sorry. Go ahead. At Riz Vansel. At Riz Vansel. <laughs> at Riz Vandal, yeah. On Instagram. All right. Speaking of at Riz Vandal on Instagram, I was talking to my friend Marissa. She told me this story about how she went out in Philadelphia and lost her mind because there were so many people congregating. And they weren't maintaining social distance, so... There's you fucks! <laughs> I thought I would uh, look into some... I, I don't really know exactly what I'm going to call this in terms of a topic, but I thought I would look into some reasons that people might think it's okay. I don't know. Like, okay. why are people outside? And I think we all know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's putting the health of others ahead of your own psychological well-being. <laughs> Because, like, I'm an extrovert. You don't understand. So, Marissa, there's an article on a holistic health blog that has been circulating on Facebook. By the way, guys, my mom just got on Facebook, and she's like, I don't know if I like this. (laughs) And I'm like, I I don't know why you're on it. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, it's fun to listen to a 72-year-old woman explore Facebook under quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) And it tells people to go outside to prevent catching the new coronavirus because sunlight kills it. Okay, I, what? In my opinion, keeping the beaches closed and having people quarantine inside their homes is a bad decision. Getting more sunshine is a proactive step that we can all take to protecting ourselves from the current coronavirus outbreak. Okay, that's fair. If we all went outside. Friedman, the author of the blog post, instead of staying in quarantine... You should go outside on your back deck and soak up some virus-destroying sunshine. Oh, I definitely support going out on your deck. That's funny that assumes we all have fucking decks. But, uh, (laughs) no, I support going outside. I don't support going outside in each other's fucking ass. But the key point here is this person is saying if you go outside and get sunlight... You, it will kill the coronavirus that's on oh, you. Oh, yeah, no, that's insane. And while it is true that ultraviolet light is able to kill COVID-19, uh, if it is exposed to concentrated UV rays in, an, in a certain amount of time and also a certain amount of distance from the body. However, <laughs> that level of UV exposure would also be harmful to a human's skin, which is why it's not being used as a treatment for coronavirus. Dumb hoes. So then I just dug into Marissa's backyard, and that's not a euphemism, sorry. Oh. (laughs) From Fox 29 in Philadelphia, on a sunny spring day, it's no surprise that Kelly Drive, I don't know where that is, is packed with people even during a pandemic. I don't well, think I know what Kelly Drive is, cause, and people will be like, you don't fucking know, you live right by it. Oh, wait, I know what Kelly Drive is. Quote, uh, I needed to get out for health reasons to get some fresh air, Ty Holland oh, said. Oh, but do we don't all, you cunts? Safe exercise is the goal. Holland's had a mask on him just in case. 
She think oh on him. April Tamarelli of Spring Garden says she's covering up whenever possible. When I was running, I had to keep taking it down, the mask, and up to be able to breathe. See, then don't go running, bitch. Philadelphia Health Commissioner Dr. Thomas Farley about this exact scenario. He talked about it in Tuesday's press briefing. We've been saying that it's okay for people to go outside for a walk or run or bike ride to get exercise to get through this as long as they stay away from other people. However, distance can be tough to navigate in a city, and so this advice is kind of like, oh, you know, like uh, there's a lot of people that are, I guess are misinterpreting it to cater to what they want to do right now, which is go outside and be around people. Runners specifically. Runners specifically will twist anything so they can think it's okay to run unless you... No, God, oh, I hate runners so much. You know who else you hate? Everyone. From Refinery21, what about biking with masks? Holy shit. Currently, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention are recommending... Quote, wearing cloth face coverings in public settings where other social distancing measures are difficult to maintain, for example, grocery stores and pharmacies, to help reduce the spread of the virus from spreading between, wait, to help reduce, yeah, that's what it says, to help reduce the spread of the virus from spreading between people uh, interacting in close proximity. But it's hard to say how these recommendations apply to people riding a bike. If you're taking experts' advice to ride when no one is around, you should be okay without one. But, but you're if, not. You're not riding when no one is around. In a crowded city, that can be nearly impossible. Bicycling Magazine <laughs> recommends wearing a moisture-wicking face covering. Yeah. If, you know what? If you're biking... Oh, sorry. That part of what the CDC says is that you need to be wearing a dry face covering. Which I thought was kind of funny because, like, what, do we only use wet face coverings for waterboarding? Is that it? <laughs> wait, wait. What is a moisture-wicking one? Probably something that's made out of, like, a yoga pant-type material. Something that's going to oh, okay. stay dry even though it's on your face and you're breathing into it, you know? But I love that a bunch of people, I, I really hope, I, you know what? If you are wearing a mask when you run. Or when you ride a bike. I actually give you mad props. I actually thank you. Uh, and if you are someone that is like, well, I would run with a mask, but then I can't breathe. Then don't do the fucking activity, bitch. That's not an excuse. Staying safe while outdoors will also vary depending on the type of bike you ride and the type of bike ride you are going on. Did you just do this topic to make me angry? Yeah, I did. As okay. a blanket rule... When you come back from a ride, you should sanitize all the touch points on your bike, which I just love the phrase, touch points on your bike. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Including handlebars, saddle, gear shifts, and pedals. You don't. Whoever is doing this, you don't. I know you don't. I see you. You don't. (laughs) For people using bike share services, it's recommended that you wash your hands before and after each use, as well as wiping down the touch points on the bike before hopping on. Mm, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Published today. We're looking at May 2nd, guys. On the 2nd of... uh, This is from the New York Times. On the 2nd of May, New Yorkers are greeted with sunny skies and the warmest weekend so far this spring. People got up from their couch, put on their shoes and their masks, and left their cramped houses and apartments for the nearest park, desperate for fresh air and a little exercise. But in parks across the city, police and other law enforcement officers were on hand handing out masks, breaking up soccer games, and reminding people to spread out. It was much the same across the Hudson River, where New Jersey residents began returning to the state and county parks that reopened after having been closed for nearly a month to discourage overcrowding. But the announcement from Governor Philip D. Murphy of New Jersey on Friday that parks and golf courses would open came with a warning. Restrictions could be reimposed if people did not practice social distancing or wear face coverings. See, I... Oh, gosh. I feel like this. I just 
ahead. This takes me into, like, I don't have a source on this, but it's like, you know how they're saying, like, flatten the curve? Yeah. When they, when they talk about flattening the curve, at a certain level, even when the curve gets low, it doesn't mean that coronavirus isn't spreading anymore. It just means that what they're trying to do is get the curve low enough that our medical facilities and resources can actually treat the people who have it. So don't just think you're wearing a mask so that you don't get sick or you don't get other people sick. Like The other part would be like, they might not have resources to help you, which is also, yeah, why you should be taking these measures. They don't fucking think about that. I don't know who they is, but they don't. Yeah. I just, I, unless it's changed from last time I read the article, but last time I read, they were reporting that Philly police hadn't given out, like, one citation for not social distancing, which disappoints me. Because I think that's okay if they're like confronting people, but maybe just not handing out tickets. Like, well, that's the thing. I'm sorry. I I, I really feel like I sound like I'm suddenly want a totalitarian. State. Yeah, that's yeah, not you're what a fascist I want. and a narc. What I mean is, I have maybe been that can out go on your hat. No, I'm not. Shut up. <laughs> I am. I've been the only way. Guys, I really want to let you know the only reason why I'm like this is because I have been places in Philly seen people up each other's ass, literally have seen cops nearby just turn a blind eye. So I really hope that that's, that's not the case anymore. That's what police do, Marissa. Yeah, but this is not okay. <laughs> so if the cops are saying, like, hey, guys, break it up, you know what? That's fantastic. I totally am fine with that. I don't want people to get all these tickets. Like, none of us have money right now. I mean, I have a job. But I'm just saying, like, you know, like, people shouldn't be – be fucked over oh, like that. Humble brag. But I just, ah, I just don't think that Philly cops are really doing much, and I'm just like, why? But I'm sorry. Continue. You might remember when I got in an argument with a police officer here in Wilkesbury, mm-hmm. and said, if I gave ticket to every time somebody broke the law, I would never stop giving tickets. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to give you a ticket for jaywalking? And I was like. Yeah, go for it. (laughs) In another New York Times article, this one's fun. As the lockdowns drag on, the weather gets warmer, and some states move to reopen, researchers at the University of Maryland have found that more people across the country are going outside, that they are doing more, that they are doing so more frequently, and they are traveling longer distances. The changes in behavior are tracked using cell phone location data, and they have been measured in the past two weeks and can be seen in all but three states. Starting in mid-March, when most stay-at-home orders were announced, fewer people went out, and people also made less frequent trips, according to the research. For weeks, the numbers held steady. Then, starting on April 14th, about a month after, the data showed people increasingly going out. A trend that continued through Friday, said Li Zhang, director of the Maryland Transportation Institute at the University of Maryland College Park, which is leading the research. The research suggests that people are growing increasingly restless, Dr. Zhang says. Uh, It also suggests that people are increasing the chance that they will interact with others and possibly spread the virus. Dr. Zhang, and this is where I'm going to pause for you, Marissa, calls this phenomenon quarantine fatigue. Hi, you guys. uh, It just calls that just people just, you don't, it doesn't need a term. Apple cabin fever. We already have a term for that. It's cabin fever. We, listen, guys, I know. First, Marissa, are you drinking? No. Not fair. So I was going to, but I drank, I realized I drank three days in a row. And I wasn't feeling great. We live... Also, it's fair because of yesterday. Yes. I called we Pete drunk and said weird things. In a capitalist society, and everybody's looking out for themselves. But here's the reality, right? We're all suffering from quarantine fatigue. Unless you are a homebody who is thriving because you have no... Like, you don't have to leave your home now to go to work or something like that. Yeah. And now you actually just get to stay in your cocoon and feel safe. That's great for you. I'm very happy. But aside from you, everybody else is suffering from quarantine fatigue. But the problem is, nobody wants to suffer at all. 
And if, no, all, Pete, but you if don't everyone's understand. suffering equally for the greater good, then it's it's worth it. I'm an introvert and I'm suffering more. You don't understand. Yeah, we'll talk about you in a minute. So because I edit the show, I am also granted the opportunity to cut in whenever I want. And I wanted to come in and say the parallel I was trying to draw here is that if uh, everybody stayed in for the greater good, right? It's very similar to the theory that if everybody could do, you know, a little less financially, like do with a little less financially, then other people could benefit. And uh, because we don't believe in that as a society, we also don't believe in that for treating coronavirus. It's still a stretch, but I stand by it, and I wanted to explain. (laughs) Experts have cautioned that there will be no... Oh, extrovert. Did I say introvert? What did I say? I don't know. Whatever. You know what I meant. Experts have cautioned that there will be no imminent return to normalcy and that a return to communal life will most likely come in stages. Without adherence to social distancing, the virus could surge anew. Experts yeah, have warned. dumb fucking whores. Do you not know that? A few states have moved in recent days to gradually reopen parts of their economies, but most Americans are still being urged to stay home. Researchers created a measure... This might be bad that I included this and I'm drinking, but let's see if we can get through it, guys. Okay. Researchers created a measure that they call a, quote, social distancing index by combining a number of other metrics using the cell phone data. The percentage of people that's in a state or county who are staying home, the number of trips per person per day, the distance of those trips, and the number of trips taken beyond county or state borders so that all makes sense right like especially those last two you're traveling further you're sort of creating a little bit more of a threat for those places because you are physically spreading whatever may be on you but Mm -hmm. Uh, overall we try to measure the opportunity that people can interact with each other and give more chances for viruses to be spread from one to another yeah He said researchers recorded recent increases in the number of frequencies or distances, distance of people's trips outside the home in every state except Massachusetts, Rhode Island, and Wyoming. Louisiana, Ohio, Texas, and Vermont were among the states where the largest increases were measured, he said. I feel like we should take Vermont off the map because it's a small state. But, like, Louisiana, Ohio, and Texas, what are you bitches thinking (laughs) I know. <sighs> and what's interesting is they actually do have harder data in this particular article where they reference people in Louisiana, Ohio, and Texas with specific numbers about what percentage were staying in place, you know, at the start and then what percentage were. But you can look that shit up if you want. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All this... Um, came from me stumbling upon this particular article in Discover Magazine, where they're talking about, like, uh, hey, do you feel like you've been under quarantine for, like, the whole year now? (laughs) Psychologists who study time perception have felt their days ooze into one another. I've experienced it myself, says Kevin Labar, a psychologist and neuroscientist at Duke University. As this drags on and your days become your day becomes very constrained by your limited environment, the days kind of blend together. Mm-hmm. Oh, Tuesday. That was the day that I had lunch with Marissa, for example. And then Wednesday is when I had that horrible meeting that I had to sit through with those terrible people. <laughs> yeah. So, like you have memories to attribute to days of the week, which means that you actually have markers to indicate days passing. Mm -hmm. Stressful worldwide events that confine everyone to their homes are not exactly common, so researchers like Labar don't know how precisely the current pandemic will distort someone's temporal perception. But other investigations have negative emotions – oh, I'm sorry, into negative emotions and time might provide some clues as well as a few ways to cope. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to be satisfied, Marissa, with their ways to cope. But uh, most experiments that try to detangle our feelings from our sense of time look at short intervals, 
like seconds or minutes of strong emotions. These studies show that scary or stressful experiences tend to feel longer. People seeing a neutral and threatening face in a lab scenario, for example, report that they saw the upset face for longer. In reality, all the faces appeared for an equal amount of time. Wow, I'd love to watch that study. It's possible the attention suck, not my phrasing, of scary incidents explains why they seem to last longer. If something alarming demands more of our mental resources, then we look back and feel as if the encounter had taken more time mm. because it took all that emotional investment from us in the first okay. place. Constantly worrying about the coronavirus might pull a similar trick on our brains. You're devoting more of your attention and memory resources to processing information about the event, Labar says. That extends the feeling that is lasting longer. So if you're uh, watching a lot of news, could be it. Do you feel like quarantine's been going on all year? I don't. I feel like it's been going on a little while. I feel like I have a very good handle at how long it's been going on. It seems to be a popular thing, Marissa. People losing track of time. Like, I don't know if you have felt this way or if anybody at work has said it to you, but I've had people be like, it's Wednesday. And I'm like, really? <laughs> or sometimes people are like, can you believe it's only Tuesday? And I'm like, no, I can't because things have been very draining for the first yeah. two days of the week or something like that. So in that case, this hypothesis makes some sense to me. When I have really busy and stressful days at work, they feel like they're longer days. So in some ways, I kind of understand what they're talking about. Oh, I understand it. But I'm just I also, wondering if you thought it was like that. I think I just read it as a headline and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting because sometimes it feels like, yeah, weeks are taking a really long time under quarantine. Yeah. But not, I don't think it's consistent for what I'm experiencing. But anyway, our brains love a chance to take in new information, Labar says, going out to lunch even, can serve up enough stimulation to satisfy that craving. When you're in a constrained environment, your brain is not getting as many squirts of dopamine. Also, not my phrasing. That's gross. That keep it engaged and excited. And the brain ends up in this idling mode. Okay. So one clear way to stop this cycle is simply finding something to do. Calling loved ones and going for walks can be a great way to redirect your mind to something else, Labar says. Might I also suggest working on a puzzle? Okay. Oh, you, not Labar. Yeah. Okay. And the classic idiom that time flies when you're having fun is backed up by research. Research done by Marissa and I, where we had our <laughs> Zoom thing, and we set aside an hour and a half, perhaps, and it went on for five hours. But yes. we were having fun, and it didn't really feel like that until I almost fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. And I got wildly drunk and had a hangover just from a Zoom party. How we perceive time depends on where we place our focus of attention. If we place it on time, time passes more slowly. You know this, guys. You've been in school before and you're like staring at the clock like when's this Ooh. class going to end? <laughs> However, if our attention is captured by something else, time can fly by because its passage is less noticed. Mm, okay. Weirdly enough, the LA Times wrote about this same phenomenon today. Time does seem to be moving really fast, agrees Claudia Hammond, the author of Time Warped, Unlocking the Mysteries of Time Perception, noting that it's our perception of time that feels unusual, separate from the way that time actually works. In our minds, quote, time can warp very easily, she says. But why does this happen? So this lady's saying people feel like the quarantine hasn't been going on for very long. The other article from the New York Times, you know, Coastal elites, that's who we're working with, right? we got L.A. on one hand, New York on the other. Yeah, They're like, you know, time's taken forever. It's like your classic Biggie Tupac. So what? for the most part, we are not taking part in particularly memorable activities like getting drinks with a friend, going to a sporting event, or traveling, says Mark Whitman, an author and research fellow at the Institute for Frontier Areas of Psychology and Mental Health in Freiburg, Germany. Okay. <laughs> now, there are fewer signals differentiating a Sunday for a from a Monday, for example. This is, this is... I feel like that's true, too. Yeah. Like, I go to church on Saturdays. Now I don't go to church on Saturdays. I lost track of when Saturday is. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't lose track of Monday because I still work and I, I still love the weekend. But like, yeah, I've I Tuesday through Thursday are like nothing to me. Like, there's there's nothing to to make that different. But yeah, I, I don't. I, I I agree that that like things are kind of melting together. But let me take you in a different direction, Marissa, because take me. Part of the question that I asked here was, why are people going outside? Because they're fucks. Now we are being challenged to spend time alone or with others in our household. Quote, this could be a chance to learn how to cope with boredom and isolation, Whitman explains. Learn to be at ease with being yourself. Nobody wants to do that. for those people who can't do that, maybe it's just easier to go outside. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for sure. When we recorded this, it was very late and I was drinking. I was very tired. So I forgot to mention that another reason someone might not hashtag stay at home is because they want to exercise some level of control in a time where we don't have a lot of control. And I think that's another good psychological reason to go outside. But again, it is putting the individual's desire to feel in power ahead of the global crisis, I suppose. So, to end on a light note, everybody, if you have a dog or any pet that needs outdoor time, there is no need to put protective gear like a face mask or paw coverings on them when you go outside, according to Dr. Sarah Ochoa, a Texas-based veterinarian. She tells this to CNBC. But I I thought dogs could get coronavirus. But since all animals can carry germs that make people sick, She says it's never a bad idea to practice good pet hygiene and clean their paws after coming back from walks. However, she adds, guys, however, she adds, one of the biggest mistakes that people make is using products that can be toxic for animals. Ochoa says she's treated several dogs with inflamed or infected skin after their owners use disinfectant wipes on them. (gasps) You fucking monsters! (laughs) Because people are like, oh, Clorox, or like, oh, bleach. Like, yeah, let me bleach my dog's paws. Yeah, don't do something you wouldn't do to yourself. Well, let's not go into that president business. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so what do you think the answer to the question is, Marissa? Why are people going outside? Because their emotions are unhinged and they can't think straight. I think you might be close to right. Do you have an actual answer? No. Oh. (laughs) I'm done. (laughs) I'm going to give people the benefit of the doubt and assume they're not thinking it through. That doesn't make me any less angry at them. But to give people the benefit of the doubt, I'm going to tell myself that and not think that it's because they're fucking monsters. You know, I should say this, too, because I read a lot of shit while I was, like, trying to find this. And some of it was really far in one direction and some of it was really far in the other direction. You know, your direction, Marissa. And um, (laughs) one person was like, I'm sick and tired of this shit. There's like a 99%. And this person, of course, is just some schmo in a comment section. So this is not a statistic that you should spread around. But somebody was like, there's a 99% survival rate. And uh, it's got a really low infection rate. So I don't see what the big deal is. If we have it and we don't die from it and we don't experience the symptoms then i don't understand why we can't go outside (laughs) but what i thought was difficult about that is like it's stupid the truth behind that statement is that you're saying i am willing to let one percent of the people die so that i can go outside and have fun and i think that's kind of the fucked up part of it all yeah it's so stupid it's like saying then but then i thought in our capitalist society right one percent runs the nation oh so God. it's no surprise ew. ew ew i don't like that but also um i yeah i don't know if that statistic is verified <laughs> i have a feeling it's not but who what do i know but i think like my thought was even if that is true you are saying that you're okay with one percent of the people dying oh yeah and i think that's sure. i don't know i think that's you know what, guys? I'm going to go out of a limb. Hot take. I think that's messed up. <laughs> uh, it is messed up. Like, okay, that's the case. Are you willing to let your family be that 1%? Right. Like, think think about Let's that. Let's not forget, too, that black and brown people are at a higher risk. And there is 100% a lot of racism behind people going, let's just open up the country. Screw these brown folks. 
Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, no one, no one wants to talk about that, Pete. <laughs> this is stuff I didn't bother writing in, but still stuck in my head from researching that the amount of white people at protests is absurd. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is there even one brown person at a protest? I don't think so. I, I have mean, not seen one brown person. There's always like one brown person that shows up at a Trump event. So maybe there's like a couple. But <laughs> if you have seen a brown person at one of these protests, please take a screenshot or a picture and show me because mm-hmm. I have not seen one fucking brown person. Yeah. So it's really complicated out there, guys. And honestly, we're all sort of sacrificing. If you are not, if you are going back on things. You are basically saying that all of the sacrifice everyone else is doing is worthless, basically. Just think about it that way, please. Anyway, thank you, Pete. That was infuriating. <laughs> thank Sorry you. Sorry about that. That's why I thought I'd end on pets. <laughs> yeah, Pete, Pete is like, it's a weekend. Let me pick the most upsetting art, uh, topic Marissa has had to Marissa, Venmo. I did not pick. I did not pick the most upsetting topic because I could have done the one about the killer hornets. Ooh, yeah, but that would have been like horrifying, right? Like it wouldn't have been. It would have been upsetting. I, that's spooky. Oh, Marissa, have you not browsed the headlines recently? Oh, this is real, like now. Yeah. Oh murder God. hornets. You can just Google murder hornets and go to sleep crying. <laughs> oh my God. Asian. Mur- what? <laughs> oh. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is this. Oh, I've seen this. No, no, no. Not, not, no. I didn't see. Mind you. I didn't see this headline. I've seen. Uh, I, I was in a, an anime convention last year. Last No, two summers ago. And the person was talking about monstrous creatures that exist now. And he was talking about the hornets. And I was like, holy shit, that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. I am so fucking glad I don't live in Japan for that reason. I like, too, that I love language. <laughs> and I like how they call them murder hornets instead of killer bees. Do, like, they, do they kill humans? Evidently. Holy shit. If I was near a window and a hornet like that came near me and the window was open, I would jump out the window. <laughs> so, yeah, if this comes to U.S. and we don't take proactive measures, it does, it is in U.S. If we don't take proactive measures to make sure, like, this isn't a huge thing, I'm going to have a new reason to want to fucking murder everyone in the world. So I'm going to stop reading about this because it's just going to make me too angry. Plugs. So Marissa, do you have anything to plug this episode? No, you ruined my day. (laughs) Luckily, it's late in the day. Also, I got to say, I feel bad for Asian people because this is not going to make us like Asian people more. A second thing in the same year that comes from Asia that makes our life very horrible. What I'm actually having a really difficult time with this week, which isn't a plug, but it's like a... I could plug part of it. Like Pluto TV, they actually have a uh, IFC channel now where they show Comedy Bang Bang reruns and Portlandia reruns. That's nice. And Documentary Now. Oh, Documentary Now. Some of them are horrible, but the ones that are good... Holy shit! The Grey Gardens one. Did you see that? Probably not. The one about the two old li- the two old ladies that live together. Yeah, I don't know. It becomes a horror movie. You need to see that one. <laughs> it's from the season one of of documentary now. But the problem I've been having is that in watching Pluto TV, which I actually watch more than regular TV, they have so many racist commercials, and what? it's very upsetting because what? they're all like the pro-Trump commercials talk about how much Biden likes China and how China is responsible for the situation that we're in. What? Pro-Biden commercials blame Donald Trump because he likes China and China put us in the situation. So, like, both sides of the political, I guess, muckraking are saying, well, this candidate aligns themselves with China, and since China sucks, but I'm like, what if you don't think China sucks so much? Yeah, I was going to say that's horrible. I mean, it is horrible, but I also thought that you were going to say that 
the pro-Biden one says Biden hates China, (laughs) (laughs) which would be absurd. Yeah, no, uh, I gotta say, this is, I feel very bad for Asian people right now. (laughs) Yeah, hot take, I feel bad for Asian people. All right, 570-POD-WOD1 is our phone number. If you want to level in with some opinions. Not on Asian people. Don't give us opinions on Asian people. I imagine you probably don't. I mean, they can have opinions on... They could be like, I need to run because I'm a douchebag. Guys, you can run. <laughs> Just run with a mask on. And for me personally, guys, it's hard to grocery shop with a mask on. So I'm Maybe not Maybe you running. have a not breathable mask. So, like, I'm not running, but also, like, I'm getting fatter and fatter every day. So, you know, like, I'm sacrificing, too, <laughs> by getting fat. Well, at least we're all getting fatter together. Y'all Me is our website. You can also go to patreon.com slash y'all heard. Um, also, as the listener, I apologize. I think this is the episode I cut off Pete the most times. But you know what? He had it coming. It's he about a dialogue. Oh, it's about an angry dialogue. <laughs> where i yell at pete yeah thanks for listening guys if you have if you're on my instagram you'll know that we are planning on having another zoom party if you don't have instagram but you want to be part of the zoom party you can always text our phone number oh yeah 570-POD-WOD-1 yeah yeah exactly we haven't picked a day yet because we couldn't do this weekend because i was too mentally unhinged and this week won't work so we're probably going to do it maybe like uh, two weeks from now which is fine i mean we'll probably also be bored by then oh if you are in a in a state where you have opened one tech is texas opening pete did i imagine that i don't know seems like there's a lot of people that would want to open well yeah i know juan lives in texas and for some reason i thought that texas was thinking of opening things up i could be wrong but if so let us know what it's like like it's really interesting like, I'm just fucking mad because, you know, people in Philly are, like, being too close. But if you're in a place that actually, like, opened up, I'm really curious what it's like. And some people are like, uh, yeah, if you want to stay inside, then stay inside. But I'm going outside. And it's like, okay, I mean, I'm still going to stay inside. But I think it's messed up what you're doing. And then you get to a point where you're like, who am I to morally judge you for your decisions? But, you know, I'm pete phillips <laughs> i am totally okay morally judging everyone <laughs> i think i'm becoming i think quarantine is turning me into an old woman like a crotchety old woman so oh, what you know what let's just say goodbye okay bye yeah, hi. Hi.